I wasn't in the energy to actually even be aware that there was something beyond New York, if that makes sense. And then when I met him, it all basically happened. And within a few months, I was like, I'm fucking sick in New York because I was experiencing something even better. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. We are nearly at a million downloads. In fact, we could actually have crossed a million by the time this episode goes live. So firstly, thank you so much for all of your support and for your continuing support. And if you haven't already shared, liked, reviewed X, Y, and Dead, the podcast, I'd be really, really grateful if you did that. It goes a really long way in helping other people find the podcast, and then therefore they can obviously benefit off that as well. So in today's episode, um, I want to chat to you guys about this whole transition that I am been navigating, and frankly, I'm still fucking navigating it, as I have left New York City, my home and my soul's home, and the home that I grew up in, to move to Atlanta, a city that I didn't even really knew it, know existed until I moved met my boyfriend. So, okay, just a little bit of backstory. Um, I am going to do an episode. I've been asked about it. I will do an episode on like the, how we met is actually in the Instagram live that I did in Tulum. Um, and it's titled like the big announcement, the, how we met there. Um, we met skiing, but that we met on the chair of skiing, but anyway, the whole like actual story of how it played out, I will do an episode on that, how I manifested him, blah, 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 blah. All the questions that you guys want answers to. Um, and I'm going to say like quote unquote, I'm, I'm, um, manifested. So yeah, I'm really excited to do that episode when it comes out. But for now, the main thing that I, um, want to share with you guys is just how I'm navigating this new season of my life, right? I I grew up in New York, for those of you that don't know. Um, I went to my first years of school here. My, my brother and sister were born in New York. And then we moved to um, Australia. I then spent um, seven years in Sydney, seven years in Melbourne. And then I moved back to New York in 2019 after going back and forth like five times that year. And then the pandemic hits, I moved to London for 10 months and then I moved back to New York. And let me tell you, it felt fucking good. It felt so good to be back in the only city in the world that felt like home. And I say that not like in like, a, oh, it felt like home kind of thing where like everyone loves New York. It's, you know, living in New York is a lot. So, you know, people can love New York, but not enough to live here. Um, you know, I wasn't, I didn't move back to New York because it's like, oh, it's cool to move back to New York. It's cool to live in New York. It wasn't for an ego thing. It was like, it is the only place in the world that feels like home. Australia doesn't feel like home. Nowhere in Australia feels like home. Nowhere in Europe feel like really would feel like home. I've been to places like, no, great to visit, couldn't live here. And the only place in the world that I felt like my soul was alive and thriving is and was New York. It still is to, I'm going to go into it. The, the is bit New York. So I've moved back. I got my dream apartment, like fuck, like, like let's just my dream apartment. And also I feel like it's most people's the dream apartment in New York city, like all glass in a very, um, I mean, I can say it now because I don't live there. I lived, I live in the Jenga building. Um, the Jenga building is 
that building downtown at Tribeca that looks like a stack of Jenga. You can see it for most of the city unless unless another building is blocking it. Um, it's actually a piece of art I found out. It's actually not a building. It's actually art. So I was living in art for a year and it was amazing. I got to hire my mom's own interior design her, paid her everything. Value exchange is very important. Um, and she did the most amazing job on my home. And I've never been able to um, like fit out and do the decor of my of any of my homes before. I've lived in homes where they've already been furnished in London, even though it was quote unquote my home. It was actually a long-term Airbnb basically that I did. So it was all their furniture. So it felt so good to make it mine. Then I met the man of my fucking dreams. And that will be another episode, but like, yeah. I mean, if you follow my Instagram stories, you kind of, you get a little bit of a taste of it, but everything that I talk about that women want in men, the masculinity, the, you know, the providing, the leading, the protect, the like chivalry, the dominance, like I, I fucking got it. Um, and he lives in Atlanta or lived, still lives there in Atlanta. When I met him, he lived in Atlanta. Um, we met in Colorado. So that's why we met and we live in two different cities anyway. And we never really did long distance. So we would just fly up and down, up and down all the time. We would be skiing together all the time. Um, and whilst there were moments more so in the beginning that we did like quote unquote long distance, it's like you were dating an old person and we were still dating more than you would date an old person. We were seeing each other. We, we would go like two days without seeing each other. And then we would be on top of each other for the rest of the week and so forth. So we never really did the long distance, but we never did it because you would fly up and down all the time. So it kind of got to a point where we were getting really, really exhausted by it. Me especially, I was getting very emotionally fatigued, very drained. The flying was a lot and I just couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't do the constant like flights being delayed, flights being canceled. The weather was crazy in New York all the time. And the New York airports are like so fucking sensitive um, like because of the skyscrapers and everything, if they if the clouds are low, they won't fly planes. If it's thunderstorming, they won't fly planes. Like I swear to God, there's a fucking drizzle of rain. The planes won't fucking fly. So, you know, there were times, there was one time when my flight and I was flying out of Atlanta for a family thing with him. It was, I was a, it was like a party family thing that I like kind of needed to be there for. And I hadn't seen him for like four days or three days. So we were like getting to the point where I was like, I was feeling like I was dying basically. Um, and I was at the airport waiting for the flight. The flight gets delayed until 2 a.m. And then as we're boarding, they cancel the flight. And I just like lost my fucking shit. And then like there was no flights left for the whole weekend because there's a whole flight like shortage around the world, right? Like pilots shortage, whatever. Flights being canceled left, right and center. I had to wake up. I had to go home. I got home at 4 a.m. I had to wake up at 6 a.m. So I got two hours of sleep, just a little bit less. And then he had to find me a route where I flew all the way up to Grand Rapids, which is literally Canada. I never even heard of Grand Rapids before. All the way up to basically Canada in but fuck nowhere, like but fuck nowhere I flew to. I didn't know where I was going. So I just went to the airport. I ended up leaving the dogs with my friends because I just like could not deal with them with this much sleep deprivation. And thank God because I'm walking on the tarmac onto this tiny fucking airplane where there is only one seat on my side, right? And I'm like, where the fuck am I going? Fly all the way up there, two hours flight, way to the airport, and then I have to fly like five hours something or four hours down to Atlanta. So I did two sides of a triangle to get to him. And it was just like, it was, those things were happening all the time. His flights were being canceled, flights were being missed, work things were happening. Like, you know, like 
you know, we would, we, 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 because of the constant travel, we were struggling to get into a flow with work being together. So when he would leave or when I would leave him, then we would go like ham on work. And it just wasn't, it wasn't working because us being separated didn't work at that point. And us having two very separate lives doesn't work. We have been, we are meant to be blended like from the get go. So anyway, um, my lease was ending and in New York, they're very, very strict. So one, I was gonna have to pay a massive increase in my rent and I was already paying well into five figures a month, month. Um, and New York rent is just like out of control. I was already pay- paying multiple five figures a month. Plus I was, you know, then you have to factor in the expenses of running a business, having team members, the groceries are more expensive in New York. You get like, I would probably spend at least two, $300 on taxis like one week, just for a week. And I wasn't even like taxing dinner. It was like random shit that I'd be going to, um, you know, you're paying for just like everything is ever, everything is like 10 times more expensive in New York than anywhere else. So it's, it's very, very high expenses. So the option of me living in Atlanta and keeping my New York apartment wasn't really an option because it just felt like a money leak. It just felt like I was burning money for no reason. It honestly felt, and I need to do an episode on money leaks. I'm actually gonna write that down. Um, but it just felt like I'd be burning money. Like, you know, my boyfriend offered me that opinion, like that option of like, do you want to, do you want to have two places? Should we have a place in New York and a place in Atlanta? But then I would constantly feel pressure to come up to New York. And the more time that I spent in Atlanta, the more I was able to realize how stressed New York was making me. Like I fucking love New York, but I run a very, intense business where I am dealing with intensity every day with client situations, you know, and then beyond client calls, you know, I'm trying to do admin, manage a team, do personal stuff, like fucking like add four dogs in there, you know, and a boyfriend, be social, do content, reply to Instagram DMs, like even like there was just so many podcast, like podcasts, like the podcast takes up so much of my fucking time, like all of these extra things. And it was just, I was getting, I was so stressed all the time. Um, I'd, I'd wake up, I was constantly like in the, my, my boyfriend would call me when he was like in Atlanta, I'd be in New York and he'd be like, you're on, it's like 1am Monica, you're on a cracky high, you need to calm down. So he calls on these cracky highs where it feels like, he says it, he says it seems like it, honestly, it probably feels like it. I've never taken crack. What is crack again? Cocaine? I don't know. I've never taken it before. I was constantly on this like cracky high, right? Where it felt like I was like on, I guess I've actually never taken cocaine or any of those kind of, I've never taken any drugs. Um, so I guess it would feel like I'm on crack, which I think is cocaine. Anyway, lol. Um, so I would get on this very like adrenaline high and whilst I'd pump out work, it wasn't good for me. And then I would go to Atlanta and I would hear, I remember one morning I was in a shower and he's got a window in a shower and it's a tree right there. And I just like had this moment and I could hear the birds. And I was like, my body just had this moment of being like, oh my God, like I, I don't, I haven't realized how much I've missed nature and like that groundedness. And I want to, New York is fucking amazing. Like, oh my God, I'm going to go into that in a second. Like the difference between living in New York versus you know, um, versus coming here as a visitor. And so my lease was ending and everything. So it was like, what do you want to do? So he, we kind of decided like I'd move to Atlanta, but of course we all want to just be like told what to do. Right. And asked more like asked. So we were on a chairlift. Um, and he just looked at me and he was like, babe, I need you to move to Atlanta. 
And it was just like, oh, like so fucking sexy, right? We all want that. We all want that. I was just being like, I need you to move here for me. So I'd already kind of decided, but that was just like the the desire from him, I guess, that I needed. So um, like, like I, I finished the rest of my lease. I, I didn't want to sign another year because that was just like way too long, you know, and there wasn't an option for signing three months. If there was an option for signing three months, we asked that. I would have done that, but there wasn't the option. So um, we packed, we packed it all up and I moved to Atlanta. So now we're in this like really crazy transition phase, right? Where it's like, I'm not only transitioning by myself and like, fuck me dead guys. I have gone through so many effing moves and transitions. I am like so over it, which is like definitely playing into kind of this transition, which I'm going to talk about. So we moved to Atlanta. As soon as we moved, we then flew to Australia and Europe for a month, like about a month, like four or three weeks, I guess. And then we are back now in Atlanta. Now, right now, of the time of the recording, I'm in New York. Um, I've traveled here just for a week. I've flown here, flown up here, but we now live in Atlanta and I live in Atlanta. So now we're in this transition phase of buying a house together, getting a mortgage, you know, navigating the fact that my SSN has been held up by COVID, whatever crap. So therefore, that's played into it. There's just been a lot of hurdles for us to get through and it can be really fucking exhausting. Um, and it doesn't mean anything's like wrong per se. It's just a lot, right? So I want to just, I want to paint the picture for you guys. So you all know that I am not perfect with this transition and, and try and hopefully give you some words of wisdom for any of you that are also going through a transition, through a transition. I have cried so many times in the last, let's say like six weeks that I like, I have lost count and it's not because of anything's wrong. I, I don't even know the reason why it's because of overwhelm. It's because of change. It's because there's a lot going on. Right. And I'm only human. And when you're trying to run a business and also have all of these moving pieces, it is a lot like you, no matter whether you're moving for a reason you want to or not moving is one of the most traumatic things that humans go through, even though it won't necessarily feel traumatic. It is so ungrounding. It is unnerving. I mean, you are uprooting your home and your home is the place that you should feel the safest. So to, to get rid of that for a time being is a lot. And so it's been this whole new, you know, field that frankly, we're both fucking navigating right? I'm not moving in with him. We are getting our own place together. So it is a lot for both of us. You know, it's, it's your safety. So uprooting your home is like, you do lose this sense of safety, right? Um, which is why it's obviously beautiful when you're doing it with somebody else, because they give you that sense of safety as well. So it kind of can help balance it out, but moving is hard for everybody, no matter like what the situation is or what the reason is for you wanting to move. And what I really discovered, which was really interesting for me with this whole transition was I had a lot of my identity and my brand tied to New York. And what I really had to realize, and I talked about it in that Instagram live that I did about like the big announcement. What I really had to realize was that you guys are quote unquote buying me, buying my services, whatever, listening to my podcast, X, Y, and Z, not because of where I fucking live, but because of me, because of what I had to have to offer. And I offer that in Paris, in London, in Atlanta, in New York, in LA, in Australia. Like I offer it everywhere because I 
I don't change. Like you guys want my brain and my soul and my heart and my energy. And that doesn't change. Like I am still me. Um, so I really had, that was like a bit of an ego death, like for me to really let go of this, um, this feeling where it was like, if I let go of New York, I'm letting go of me or I'm letting go of my brand. And just to paint the picture for you guys, I've only ever wanted to move back to New York. Like from the day we fucking left New York, basically, it was just like, when am I going to get back? When am I going to get back? When am I going to get back? When I was, even when I was little, right? Like everyone always knew and my mom always said it, like it kind of broke her heart. She always knew I was going to move back to New York and I was going to marry an American. Well, there we go. So, you know, it, it felt, it felt like I was almost giving up when I decided on this move and I had to really, I had to fucking like go through my fucking brain a little bit and really reflect and sit and do a lot of work on myself for this little new phase to understand that I wasn't giving up. I wasn't letting go of a part of myself. I wasn't giving up on New York. I wasn't saying that I was wrong, that New York was my home. What I basically, oh my God. <sighs> my boyfriend just sent me a text message. Ebony Keeperson. My boyfriend just sent me a text message um, with like what he's made for lunch. I left him like a bunch of, he's not a cook by trade, right? I am. I know how to cook and I love to cook. So I left him before I flew to New York. Like I cooked a bunch of things for him, like left him freshly made paleo bread, eggs, guac, all the kind of things. And he's just sent me a picture and he's made himself like a great big lunch with eggs, guac, toast, like my bread, all the things. And I'm like, just proud fucking girlfriend over here. Anyway, so I'll try that in a second. So what I was basically, what I was saying was I had to really realize that I wasn't giving up on anything or I wasn't. I wasn't saying that I had made the wrong decision or that I was wrong about New York as my home because New York is one of my homes. And I said this to him last night. I had this epiphany when I landed where, hold on, I'm going to actually say that in a second because that needs to like, there's a lot of context around that. So basically I was able to realize that there is actually a dream beyond New York and I hadn't just never seen it before. But when I met him, I saw it, right? So it's like this beautiful reminder for all of you that sometimes what you think is like the right thing or your manifestation or X, Y, and Z is, but it's like one step of it. And then you get there and this whole new perspective and world of possibilities opens up to you because you're in this new energetic field, right? This in this new reality. And then your manifestations change. There is nothing wrong with your future, like vision of yourself and your life changing. There is nothing wrong with your manifestation changing. If someone said to me two years ago, in 2022, you are going to leave New York and move to Atlanta. I'd be like, what the actual fuck? That is not happening. That is ridiculous. That's stupid. Like if a psychic said that to me, I'd be like, that's the weirdest thing ever that you're wrong. Like New York is my fucking home because I wasn't, I wasn't in the energy to actually even be aware that there was something beyond New York, if that makes sense. And then when I met him, it all basically happened. And within a few months, I was like, I'm fucking sick in New York because I was experiencing something even better. 
let that land. I was sick of New York because I was experiencing something even better. I was experiencing, you know, waking up, not being stressed. I was experiencing more natural light. I was, actually, I had a lot of natural light. I was experiencing more darkness, right? At nighttime, not as much light pollution, how that affects my sleep. I was experiencing, um, uh, like the, like hearing birds. I was experiencing seeing more trees. I was experiencing driving to Whole Foods, and not wanting to kill yourself as you walk home, sweating your balls off or freezing your ass off, actually even still sweating in, in winter, to be honest, with 10 bags of shopping and walking 10 blocks. Like if you live in New York, you get this, like you fucking get the hard battles of living in New York. It's like a privilege and a curse. The fact that time always feels like it's running out. I didn't experience that in Atlanta and I still really don't experience it in Atlanta. I feel like I have more time in Atlanta. The fact that I feel more grounded in Atlanta, like you don't get that in New York, right? Like New York feels grounding in more of this like heavy masculine way, but not this earthy way. Whereas in Atlanta, I put my feet in the grass and I'm like, oh my God, this feels so fucking good. And there's more trees around it. It's a slower lifestyle. It's a slower pace of living versus in New York, we are all impatient fuckers where we are, as my acupuncturist said today, we are like driving on the sidewalk as in that is how fast we are walking, veering in between people. Like we are, we are in a fucking car going on like a... Uh, like a uh, like speeding, right? What are those things like a car chase? Whatever they're called, like a whatever those things are called. Anyway, so as I decided to experience all of that in Atlanta, it made me realize what was available outside of my life in New York, and how I'd almost limited myself, getting stuck in this idea of like New York is everything. And so as I spent more time in Atlanta and with him and he would spend time in New York, we realized what was working, what wasn't. And we're both very empathetic people. He's very empathetic. So very masculine, but very empathetic and um, very interesting blend, right? Like I didn't actually think this was possible, but it, it is because I have it. So what this means though, is like we, us together, we did not thrive in New York. It was too intense. It was too draining for us. It was too much for us. We did not thrive. We thrive more in like, we thrive in European countries. We thrive there because I'm like, I'm eating all the fucking foods. So I'm not being piss picky as fuck. <laughs> like it's beautiful. The sun is out. We're driving around on a, on a motorcycle. Like we thrive in Europe and we, I would say we, we thrive and I know we're going to thrive more so in Atlanta because at the end of the day, like when he's thriving, I'm thriving more. I'm more in my flow because he's leading, right? And like, he's got his friends and his family and X, Y, and Z there. He's grown up there. Uh, well, grown up like partially there. But more importantly, like we have space. You get a big fucking house for the same price as a basement box in New York City, right? Like just to put it into perspective, like you can get a fucking mansion for $2 million in Atlanta. Like fuck, like we are talking seven bathrooms, eight bedrooms, like pool, maybe a basketball court, like fucking like 0.6 acres of land. Like just you name it, you get it in your huge, like a kitchen the size of my whole entire apartment in New York. And I had what you would classify in New York as a very big apartment, two bedrooms, three bathrooms, like open living kitchen, kitchen area. I had a big dining table that fit six people, could fit eight. I had a balcony. I had like a full living area, kitchen, island bench, office, bedroom, massive master ba bathroom, walk-in wardrobe, front foyer area. I had a um, like 
a powder room at the front of the bathroom, which was like that nice guest bathroom. And then I had my my full office that could also fit a sofa, like a sofa and a sofa bed for like guests. And then I had another bathroom in there, another wardrobe, whatever. So it was big in comparison to most people's places in New York. It was about 1,500 square feet. And if you were to buy that, it would cost $6.8 million. That's how much my apartment cost to buy. And I didn't buy it, just to preface, I was renting it. Um, but that's how much it costs to buy. So you can fucking figure out the rent from that, right? Point being is it's it's fucking expensive, right? You don't get as much. What you do get is you get New York. And that's what you pay for when you live in New York. But what I want to then tie in is that the funny thing is that you also don't get New York when you live here. Because you spend your days dealing with the shitstorm of living in New York and not even getting to enjoy it half the time. So the shitstorm is the fact that it takes you an hour to get groceries at Whole Foods, which will last you a day and a half. So you have to do that three, four more times a week. It takes you an hour to get dinner and to, to get to dinner and get home to dinner. If you're lucky an hour, maybe a little bit more, but that doesn't include the two hour dinner. It's, um, it costs time. It, it takes, it takes an hour going to a Pilates class. It takes an hour walk. It even takes a fucking hour walking the dogs because by the time you waited every fucking crossing light, you've walked three blocks and it's taking you 20 minutes. So it's like all of these little things like to go get your dry, your dry, clone, your dry cleaning done. That takes another 40 minutes. And my dry cleaners were really close. But by the time you walk there, you get down your building, back up your building, say hello to people, fluff around. There's 40 minutes to an hour gone. So you will just lose so much time. And the thing is like, you couldn't just, you know, in Atlanta, you shove all your shit in the car, you run around for a few hours, you get all your errands done for two weeks, boom, done, it's quick. And it's stress free. You put a podcast on, you do any things at once, you put some music on, you're driving around, it's cruisy, it's beautiful. You're not stressed when you come home. Just just to make the picture for you guys, I would go and get groceries, not even in summer. In summer, it was like tantrum when I would get groceries because of the heat. In some in winter, I would go and get my groceries. It's snowing. Oh, this is beautiful. I would come. I'd be sweating on my way home, right? Because you're in fucking ten layers of clothing. Sweating on my way home. I picked up two, maybe three bags of groceries if I'm lucky, but can't be too heavy because I got to carry them all the way home. And I have my dogs with me as well, and I have two of them. You get back into the apartment, and I have to strip off because I'm hot. I'm exhausted and I'm drained from that experience. So that wipes out another twenty minutes. I have to unpack everything, blah, 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 blah. So it's like all of these little things. It's like, it's this funny thing. My mom used to always say it to me of New York is the fastest city in the world and the slowest. As in it takes so much to get, it takes so long to get something done, but it's so fast at the same time. So anyway, um, you don't have that in Atlanta. I miss though, obviously all of the things that New York has to offer me. I miss my friends. I miss all the good food. Like I miss just being able to go to all these amazing restaurants that cook amazing food. The quality is amazing, blah, blah. Like New York is very fucking health conscious, like all that kind of stuff. I miss the beautiful Pilates studios. I miss being able to call my friends and being like, hey, you free tomorrow night? Let's go out for dinner. Like I miss all those things. Um, I miss the shopping. I miss the fucking shopping. I miss walking around and just being like so fucking lit up by the city. I miss those things. What I don't miss is the chaos all the time. Like in Atlanta, for example, when I finish my clients for the day, I can go for a walk and I don't see anybody else. There is no noise. There is no honking. There is no sirens. There is no people being fucking loud. There is nothing. It is quiet and it is peaceful and it is fucking 
relaxing. I get to cook more. I got a big kitchen and I have a big home. And most importantly, like my man is there and we are grounded. And we, and even though we are not settled right now, we are way more grounded than when we were trying to do New York together. New York together was challenging. It was hard and it was, it was, it was draining for us. We don't feel like that in Atlanta. I feel like I can be more in flow in Atlanta, funnily enough, because I don't feel this like chaotic stress all the time of like, oh my God, it's already this time. I have to get so many things done. Things are about to close X, Y, and Z because it it just takes less time to do things in Atlanta, for example. Like you go to Whole Foods and you can do your whole entire shop for the week. So whilst you've spent maybe 45 minutes maximum, because it'll take like 10 minutes to drive, 10 minutes to drive home, quick shop to get everything. I'm like, I know what I'm getting. You've done the shop for the whole entire week. You do one trip to the dry cleaners, one trip home once a week, maybe once every two weeks. You don't have to take the dogs every day for a walk if you don't want to, because if you're too busy, because they're going to run around in the backyard, right? It's like all these little things where it's just like, it's relaxing. It is rejuvenating. And I feel like it supports me in being in my creative flow almost, right? Because I'm not feeling stressed and chaotic. And if you're feeling stressed and chaotic all the time, it can literally inhibit the flow of things, creativity, life force, abundance, whatever coming into your life because your stressed and chaotic energy is like blocking it. Guys, I'm so excited to announce that Queen Alchemy is back. It is open for the last round of the year. It is my signature program for healing all the fucking trauma that you have, being in that feminine embodiment, being able to receive more and doing that deep, deep healing work. It is unlike any other program out there. Go and look at the testimonials, the screenshot versions, and also the written testimonials on the website page. This program is for everyone. If you have any questions about it, you can send me a DM. We start um, at the very, very beginning of August. So you need to enroll now. Do not wait. There are limited spaces and fuck waiting until like next year in at the, till the end of February to change your life and heal your trauma. If you heal your trauma and you heal the root of that stuff, your whole life is going to change. And I want to preface, this is not like other programs where it's just like oh journaling like mindset feminine embodiment no it is healing the deepest deepest parts of yourself and there are i don't even know how many hours there are of like trauma calls it is we have seven trauma calls over the seven weeks that go for two hours each then we also have 14 mini trauma calls that you can come to as well so you literally have the opportunity to do 28 hours of deep trauma healing with me plus the kajabi portal full of all of the lessons and the teachings that will also help you to integrate and embody everything into your life so you know if you want to join do not miss out on another round because this program is just the bee's knees and it is honestly unlike any other program out there other things it's better on the dogs you know um it's allowed me to stretch and quantum leap in new directions like guys i get to buy a big beautiful home because my money that i have fucking goes somewhere in atlanta it doesn't go anywhere in new york like even if you had three million in the bank it wouldn't get you what you would want for three million like i can almost guarantee that so it's like it's like i had all this money in the bank and like what am i doing with it 
And like, yes, I can invest in stocks next one now, but I haven't had the time to do that. And it's beautiful because with all of these transitions, my boyfriend is like taking on board all that stuff. So he's doing all the work with my financial advisor, whoever organizes like wealth stuff and money stuff and puts it in investments, whatever those people are called. He just doing all of that because I just don't have the headspace and that shit just drains me. But more importantly, it's like we get to buy a house and I can put my money into the house. So the money is actually like increasing in value, not decreasing in value by just sitting in cash and inflation fucking it up, right? So it's like all of these beautiful quantum leaps are now available to me and these new transitions and new directions that my life gets to go with because of this new lifestyle. Like it feels so expansive in a different way because I can fly up to New York. It takes an hour and a bit to get here. I can fly up here for a fucking day if I wanted to. I can fly up here for a night. It's quick and easy. It's not actually that hard. Um, But what's beautiful is like being in Atlanta, it's like, okay, I'm going to have like a podcast studio in my house. I'm going to have my office. And then I, I will have the time and the peace and the relaxation and like the fucking nervous system capacity to be able to expand my business and grow it more because I'm not feeling tired and fatigued by the city all the time, if that makes sense. So whilst New York grew me and expanded me in beautiful ways, I also feel like in a funny way, New York can be so limiting. And I've talked about this with my acupuncturist before, where it's like everyone in New York feels like, um, you know, there is not enough people to date. There's not enough space. There's not enough apartments. It's like, it's so funny. It's one of the most abundant cities, but I also feel like it's one of the most scarce cities. Like there's not enough time. There's not enough, not enough, but there's also so much of other things. And I just feel like there's more balance for me in Atlanta. And I've really had to like anchor into that. And I trusted that the transition was right for me. Like it came really fucking fast. Um, and like, sometimes I'd be lying to you guys. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, I kind of wish I had a few more months in New York. But then I remind myself, no, you were fucking ready mid May and you still had weeks to go. Like I remind myself that all the time. And it's actually, whenever that pops into my head of like, Oh, I wish I was still in New York. It's like, no, what you're missing is you're missing the simplicity of like seeing your friends. Okay. Fly up and see them. Okay. Pick up the phone. You know, it's like, we really can attach like a story and this ego behind different things, whether it's cars, places, houses, like experiences in your life, people, whatever, like people that you were friends with or you dated, don't attach your ego. And I, like I said, I had to kind of go through an ego death of being like, my business will thrive even if I'm not living in New York, because New York doesn't make my business thrive. I do. And New York gave me something for that moment in my life that I then gave my business to allow it to thrive. But now I am getting something different, which is allowing my business to thrive even more. Does that make sense? So it's like, yes, our environments influence us, but you are the one responsible for putting in the effort, for making it thrive, for taking the action quickly just interrupting the episode for a very good reason because for those of you that are new to the world of manifestation or you don't get it or you know that you need to heal your relationship with money and you want to be able to attract in more money and more abundance and like be in that high vibe i really really recommend that you join mmm level one um if you want to join level two you can but i only open it a couple times a year so just make sure that you're on the wait list for that and that you look out for for when I'm next opening it. But when I do my manifesting and my money stuff with you guys, I do do it differently. So I encourage you to check that out. And I also have my feminine as fuck bundle. If you want to just dip your toes into a little bit of everything, then those two are really good options and they're low cost and you can watch all of it and consume all of the content right away. 
I've really trusted that with Atlanta and it feels fucking good. It feels great buying a house. It feels relaxing. It feels rejuvenating. It feels like home and kind of on that transition with like the home thing. So New York is a very special place for me. It is where I grew up. And like I said, it's the only place in the world that feels like home. New Yorkers, New York, New Yorkers, New Yorkers, New Yorkers would know this. There is this feeling that you get when you drive from the airport into the city and you see the city. It is this like soul nourishing, heart fluttering, like exhale feeling that you get. I got that every time I would fly back into New York when I was living here. Every time prior I would fly in before I was living here, I got it. Towards the end of my time living in New York, I stopped getting it. And oh my God, I kind of seem emotional even saying that like a little bit like, whew, I stopped getting it and I would get it when I moved. I would get it when I would fly in to Atlanta. I'm like, if you're, if you're watching the video of this, I'm literally getting teary. I would get it when I would move, when I flew into Atlanta because I realized that like, a, like home can be a person. And yesterday, what I realized flying back to New York, just to be every week to write my book what, and like see friends and everything and have some me time is New York is still my home. It's my home. It is not our home. Atlanta is our home. So we couldn't make New York work. It, it never felt right to make New York work for our home. It felt right to make Atlanta work for our home. But New York will always be my home. Atlanta is still also one of my homes, but it is our home. It would not be home without my boyfriend. Right. And so it's like, I, I really, I know when people say like, it is true when people say home can be a person because it's true when I like, he is my home and I am his home. New York is like another home for just me. It is like my, it is like my, it's like, it's like a part of me's home, but then another part of me is home belongs to him. If that makes sense. Like, I'm hopefully this is making sense to you guys. So that just, I, when I had this epiphany last night, it almost like took away some of my guilt, I guess, where it was like, I, I didn't want to be leaving New York and thinking that it wasn't my home because it is my home. And it just made me realize like, oh my God, it actually still is my home. And it's my home for when I need me time for when I need, you know, a boost of the city vibe or a boost of creativity or a pick me up or some friend time. Like it will always have a very, very, very big place in my heart. And it could never have been our home. So it feels better moving because I want our home more than I want New York. And like, that's just key, right? So many women these days will put like their career or like their independence ahead of like their heart's feminine happiness with their partner. So I really have to go on a second. I'm really going to write my book before my afternoon session with my coach. Um, I'm just like on a tangent. So yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to say. And like, I got that feeling again, coming back into the city last night that I lost in May. And it dawned, that's when it dawned on me of like, New York is my home, but it's not our home. And like, it feels so good to do things just for me. Um, and it's, and New York is great for us to visit, but it's not great for us to live. Right. We want, like, we wanted stable, grounded, slower, a house space nature. So we gave that to ourselves. We weren't going to make 
something work for like to suit an ego or to suit like a fucking brand vibe. Like, no, I am my brand. I am my brand vibe. And therefore, wherever I fucking move, my brand is going to excel and it's going to grow and it's going to quantum leap and it's going to be the same because it is me. Like the quality of my client results don't fucking change based on where I'm living, right? That that is all on that is me. And because I am my brand, I can move everywhere, I can move anywhere. I'm not stuck. Um, so for anyone else that needs to hear that, like you are your brand, right? You are your brand. Do not be limited by this story that you kind of put in your head of what your brand has to be based on like, you know, this thing that you kind of told yourself. So, you know, through this transition, it's been hard. There's been a lot of hard conversations, it's been a lot of vulnerability, a lot of trust. We have a lot of trust, a lot of feelings of being unsettled with, and you know, like being unsettled with another person is fucking triggering. It is triggering. And, and, you know, being in a relationship brings up trauma or brings up some of your shit in different ways. And I always kind of say to my clients, of like, do this work single, and then you might need to redo it when you get into a relationship. And the reason why I say that is because things come up in new and different ways when you meet that person, because that person is going to hold you to high standards. They're going to push you. They're going to make you grow. They're not just going to back out and leave and let you continue to be in your shit behavior. If someone does that, like they're not your person, right? We challenge each other. We push each other. We expect the best from each other. We are always growing and we are always expanding each other. And that is such a beautiful thing to have in a relationship. So, you know, but what's been really nice is like, to kind of have this home separate to him, it means that I get to really enjoy my me time. Like it is ultimate me time. It is like, it's coming back to this like part of me that's, that lives in New York that, you know, if I just went to like, I don't know if I went to Bahamas, that part of me wouldn't be there. I would feel, I'd probably feel lonely right without him. But in New York, it's like, this is my space. Like I don't need him when I'm here. I I love it when he's here and he's going to surprise me on this trip. He said, but um, I don't need him to be here. And that just feels so rejuvenating to me that I just get to come here. I just be me and do me. And it's so important in a relationship for you to both have like that's like the independent lives as well. Like you don't want to lose that sense of self, if that makes sense. And you do lose a lot of things um, when you are when you are no longer singles. Single. So like for my single ladies out there, I don't wish to be single. Like I love being in a relationship. I love it. I love it. I love it. But what I do want to say, because most people don't do this and I did, which is why I want to tell you this. If you are in my world doing my work, healing your trauma, whatever, he is going to come faster than you could imagine and sooner than you think, right? So what is really important is that you enjoy your fucking single single life. Like if you heal your trauma, when he comes, it'll likely happen straight away. There'll be no like slow transition where you can still enjoy your single life. It will fucking happen. And some of you may wish that you enjoyed your single life more. I don't. I enjoyed my single life and I did not get sucked into the desperation of wanting a relationship and focusing on that. I enjoyed my single life. So please enjoy it now if you are single because God, I enjoyed mine. Like enjoy the selfishness. Enjoy that you get to do everything on your own time. Enjoy that you don't have to factor somebody else into your time or into anything like that. It is the most beautiful thing being in a beautiful, healthy, sexy, delicious passionate relationship where you do have to factor somebody else in and you do consider somebody else and x y and z and i don't ever want that to change like i love being in my relationship it's so expansive and healing and like all the good things 
And that's why I'm saying it is because I see so many women that get into these these relationships and they wish they enjoyed their single life more. And it's just like, I, I thought of it this morning. I was talking to my acupuncturist about it. She actually brought it up. So I wanted to mention it to you guys on the podcast, um, you know, where it's like, she just made me want to remind you that if you are single, don't, if someone says, oh my God, you're so lucky you're single. I'm like, if someone says that, says that to you, I'd be like, God, what relationship are you in? Like, I don't wish that I was single. That's not what I'm telling you. What I'm saying is just enjoy this time of being single because a lot of people don't enjoy it. And then they go, oh my God, I wish I was still single X, Y, and Z. And also I'm going to preface into that. Know the difference of wanting your own time versus I wish I was still single or I wish I was single again. Like I needed me time before I came on this trip. Like I was fucking hitting some like points where I was like, I need me time. It wasn't I needed to get away from my boyfriend or anything. It was like, I have been bombarded by people change, like unknown for six weeks. I need to go to a city that I fucking know. And it feels like home. I need, I needed to come back to New York just for a bit of a reset. And I needed time alone. I really did. And there is nothing wrong with that. You wanting you time doesn't mean you miss being single. There is a difference. I don't miss being single. I fucking love that I get to have me time knowing I have my man. And that's also like, oh, that is like a whole, I've had a lot of me time before, right? Like I love having me time, always have. The kind of me time you have when you're single is different than me time you have when you're in a relationship. The me time when you're in a relationship, it's like, it is like even more peaceful because there is no sense of like, I feel lonely or where is he? Or I wish I had a man. There's, there's no sense of that coming up because it's like, I have him and I don't need to talk to him. Like, I just want me time. It's like this whole new level of security that you have in your life, right? So to wrap up, if you haven't done the trauma work, the personal development work, you haven't healed your shit, like you will find transition periods in your life ridiculously challenging and you will probably unleash like some demon inside of you because if I find them challenging and if I'm a hot mess and I've healed all my shit then like I can't imagine what people are like when they haven't done that so that's number one because we all have transition periods in our life and they often come when you least expect them and number two if you are wanting to be in that kind of relationship where you don't like where you want the me time but you don't like it's it's different to like, oh, I, you know, like I want to be single again. Please make sure that you've done the healing work and that you've done the trauma work. Queen Alchemy will help you to manifest that kind of situation into your life. Queen Alchemy does help you manifest by clearing all of the things that are causing you to self-sabotage relationships, to block things, to inhibit things from coming in. And it will help you to magnetize these situations and more. If you know the story of how we met, like that was pure fucking fate. And that was me and him both trusting intuitive guidance. And I didn't even know I was trusting. It wasn't like my intuition was like, oh, turn right here. And I did. And then I met him. Like, that's not how it worked. I live based on trusting my flow. So by doing that and him doing that, we cross paths in the most crazy of ways. And you being that in tune with like your body and everything around you in the universe and that like, and fate, right? 
a, a big part of that is you being able to trust your body and that does not come and trust your own signals and just be in flow with yourself. And that doesn't come if you have a pile of trauma that you haven't healed because your trauma inhibits you from trusting your intuition. So I'm going to leave it there. I need to write my book. I hope you all have a lovely, lovely day and that you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Queen Alchemy is open for enrollment right now. And it is the last time that it will be in, uh, open this year. So if you would like to join, now is the time to do so. Please make sure that you also like, review, subscribe, X, Y, and Z, all the things to the podcast. So much time goes into this. I've just spent an hour and a half doing podcasts today, haven't even finished them. And I could have been writing my book. So please, 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 ladies, if you haven't already, make sure you leave a review. I love doing these podcasts. I really do. So I really appreciate it when you guys leave written reviews below um, because they go a long way in helping other people to find the podcast. And let's get over a million downloads. If we haven't already, we might have by the time this episode is live because we are so, so, so close and I cannot wait. I'm so pumped. Um, and uh, I think that's everything from me. Queen Alchemy is open. Share the podcast on your Instagram stories. Follow me on Instagram. All the things. You know the drill. And I will see you on the next episode.